Amen, amen, amen. Amazing with the kids, right? It touched my heart for sure. Let's talk for a little bit, shall we? Let's talk for a few minutes. You know, this day, I love this day. Now, I have to say, though, is that I love, I love with the palms. I've been doing it since I was a kid. I don't know how to make the cross, though. So I know there was like a little form out to tell you to do it. So you're ahead of me, whoever can do that. So props to you. But I really, you know, this day, it's really amazing if you think about it. Because let's, let's just for a second, I know we heard it in the show, but let's just recap what the story was. Let's just recap real quick. So you had a city, the city of Jerusalem, very historic city. You had that place, and it was on a special time of the year called Passover. And then during that time, there was a lot of expectation. In fact, that's our word today, expectations. There's a lot of expectations going on in that day and specifically on that time. And then what happened? You had a man rode in to the city. But like we heard, and like I'm sure we've heard in other venues as well, he didn't ride in on a horse. He didn't ride in on a camel. Things would have been common at that time. But he rode in on what animal? A donkey. He rode on, in on a donkey. And then something very interesting happened. So the people were outside of the city gates and they did something very interesting. They took off their cloaks and they took palms. And what did they do? What did they do? They laid them down. They laid them down. And what did they shout? They shouted a specific word. Does anyone know what word they were shouting out as this event happened? One more time. Which means, okay, I heard like six different answers. I'm glad we're here today. All right. Hosanna is what they shouted. So everybody got that part right. Good. So they shouted Hosanna. But what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, let's, let's, let's just take it real quick. Let's just take it real quick from Matthew 21. All right, we have the story here from Matthew chapter 21, starting at verse 7. Let's just take it real quick. It says, they brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from trees and spread them out on the road. The crowds went ahead of him, and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Now, one thing to know about this is those phrases are old phrases, old before this event that it's talking about. See, those phrases are from the Psalms. So what they're saying, they're saying actual lines that everyone knew. So how'd they know that, and what, what did, exactly did they mean? Well, here's the, here's the thing. See, the, Hosanna, it's an exclamation of praise, but it's also a request. Hosanna is a prayer for God to save you. For God to come and save you. So as they shout, it's almost like a prayer. It's like, God, save us. Save us. But again, what does that even mean? What are they expecting when they say that? Save us from what? Or save us from whom? What, what is that? Now, this word, saved, is part of a bigger word. And this is a big, big, dare I even say, church word. And the word is 
salvation. Everybody say it together. Salvation. Salvation. So what's going on with this? What does that even mean? And what were the expectations of it? Now, let's just really set the scene. I mean, first, let's talk about the donkey. The donkey. Can I have our donkey actress back up, please? Can we have a Crystal Violet, our donkey actress, please? Come on up. Come on up. Come on up, Crystal. You're so cute. So um, your character, um, is, they, were, they were upset, right? And uh, what were they upset about, though? There wasn't enough room for me to go when they told my cue, so then I started getting upset because everyone was yelling at me. And then what was your character? They, they, think, they thought that uh, they were like the big star of the show. They did. So their, their expectation was that this is my moment. I'm coming in. I got Jesus on my back. Let's do this. That's what happened? You think that's, a, uh, you think that's what the donkey was thinking? Yeah. You think a donkey thinks? Yes. Okay, good. Just make sure. Thank you, Crystal. Appreciate it. You know, it's amazing because a donkey, a donkey is, is not an animal for war. It's not. I mean, a donkey is classified usually as what's called a beast of burden. It's meant to carry stuff. And I don't know if anyone's ever interacted with a donkey in real life. They ain't too bright, let's just say. They're kind of lowly. They're kind of meek. They're not anything too impressive. But for some reason, he's riding on one, and it's of the utmost importance. Why? Well, it's to fulfill something that was told long ago, way back from the prophet Zechariah. Chapter 9, verse 9. Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. That's Jerusalem. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you righteous and victorious, lowly, riding on a donkey. So what do you think these people shouting Hosanna, witnessing this man riding on a donkey during Passover, yelling out, save me? What are they expecting? What do they think is going to actually happen? They think he's going to roll in there and just the donkey's going to start just mule kicking everybody that's not righteous? Is that what they expect? They expect Jesus to just calmly just, you know, sit on the sidelines, just observe the Passover rituals and the Passover celebrations and just, you know, and then just be out when it's done. What are the expectations of being saved? What's the expectations of salvation? You see, the first time in the scriptures that that phrase is used, that term salvation is used, is in a very famous story that I'm sure a lot of people in this room and watching have heard. It was in the moment where God saved his people. It was in the moment where God's people had to walk through water that was parted for them on the side. It's in the book of Exodus. You might have seen it in movies and stuff like that. There's a guy named Moses. He does something with a staff. The water goes, and everybody just like walks through it, and they're being chased from behind, and then the water just closes up at the end, and they sang a song of, salvation. My question for you, though, is if you've been riding with Jesus for a long time, has God really saved you? If you've been riding with Jesus for a long time, has God made a real difference in your life? 
Or is your life pretty much the same as it's always been, except there's just a couple hours on a Sunday morning just reserved? Are your behaviors still the same? Are your actions still the same? Has God really made a difference in your life? Now, for those of you who might be new to all of this, I'm telling you right now, God can make a huge difference in your life. A massive difference in your life. In fact, so big is this claim that God will actually give you life itself. You see, one thing that we got to realize with Palm Sunday is there are a lot of different expectations. I mean, there's so many, there were so many people gathered in Jerusalem. They were expecting something to happen. I mean, it's everything. That you could, it was, it, they had political expectations for Jesus. They had personal expectations for Jesus. They had, had social expectations for Jesus. And to be honest, some of the people were disappointed by Jesus. They thought, wait a minute, this is what this was all about? That's not what I expected. That's not what I wanted. But yet they're praying and yelling for God to save them. So maybe today, maybe today, when we think about this, maybe we could think a little deeply, a little more deeper than before, and have God really change your life. God really do something to make a difference in your life. I mean, I've heard tons of things over the years. I mean, I heard one, one guy say one time, he said, you know, my life was amazing before Jesus. And then when Jesus came into my life, it was just a little bit better. Okay. That gentleman, did that make a real difference in your life, though? Does that make a difference? And I'll tell you this. When it comes to expectations, if you ever reveal to someone, a coworker, a friend, a family member, that you're a part of church now, guess what? There's some expectations for you. There's some expectations for you. Because when people found out, I remember when I was in high school, we all found out that, oh, Elliot's a church kid. Now, best believe, if I did something that uh, was a little questionable, it was like, wait, wait, aren't you a, aren't, aren't, but don't you go to the, aren't you the, I mean, I see you like praying for your food at the cafeteria, like, but then you just said this. You just did that. It don't match up to me. A difference can be made in everyone's life if you want it to be. A difference can be made in everybody's world. And it's more than just the rituals. It's more than just the little actions. It's more than that. In fact, this play that our children just performed for us, I mean, they had, I mean, there's, let me read to you one of these, these the lyrics from one of the, the songs here. It said this, it said, it's not about fortune, it's not about fame, it's not about trying to get ahead or winning some game, it's about Jesus forever the same. How he's ever faithful, oh bless his name. Now, we got to think deeply about this, everybody, because we can't let just another Palm Sunday go by. We can't let just another day on the church calendar go by. I mean, there's, right now as we speak, all across the world, there's so many people waving their palm branches. And then next week, oh boy. Oh man, next week, you better come early and get a parking spot. And everybody's going to be suited up. Jesus. And then we'll see them at Christmas. 
But that's, see, that's it, though, isn't it? These holidays and all this stuff like that. But what, has it really changed your life? Has it, really, has it really taken hold in your life? Has it been something that's really altered it? Or are you the same person you just go to church? You just go to the events? Are you the same person that you always were? Because if not, then I got to tell you, you need to get saved. I will tell you, and this is for everybody, not just if you're here for the first time, not just if you're a new person, not that, not stuff like that, just, not just that group. I'm talking if you've been with Jesus for a long time, you still need to evaluate your life. You still need to see what's going on. You still need to have those prayers. Create a cleaning heart in me, oh God. You need to still have that. Because if you let this day go by, you might not get it back again. If you let this time go by, you might not have another opportunity. There might not be a reset button for you to press. It might not happen for you. So today, this day, right here, right now, there's some decisions that got to be made. There's some decisions that got to be made. Now, if you're serious about this, you have to realize that today, this day, is the day of salvation. Right here, right now. And we had our children up here sing beautiful songs, wonderful songs. And they're singing them. And, and, and we think, like, that's cute for kids. But it's true for all of us. I don't know what your expectations were when you came here today. I don't know if you just wanted to see a nice little kid, cute little kids play. But think about what these kids were showing us. Think about what Jesus was trying to demonstrate. It's not about power. It's not about grabbing authority. It's about coming in lowly to serve. It's about coming in to help. It's not about violence. It's not about anything like that. Jesus wants to come in to your life, but he ain't kicking any doors down. He's coming in lowly on a donkey. And if you would just enter, if you just let him enter in, he could change your life. The things that you struggle with, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a way out. The things that you're holding on to that are slowly destroying you, you can let go of it and put it in his hands. The things that you're doubtful about, you can ask him. And here at Christ Fellowship, here in this community, we're really about the business of God. You can say you're all about Jesus, but you got to know what Jesus was all about. You got to really know what's going to happen. So if there's that, that struggle that you have, that you know it is slowly killing you, today could be the first day of the rest of your life. If there's bitterness and unforgiveness that you've been holding on to from people who hurt you, that's just ruining all your other relationships, you could give it to him. He's coming. He's riding in. But interestingly enough, as one gospel account tells us, as he was riding in, he cried. He cried over the city saying, if only you would just let me gather you up. If only you would just let me embrace you. Instead, sometimes you reject me. Jesus is saying, I want to embrace you. I want to gather you up. You don't have to be alone. 
we're all here together. We're all here. No one is perfect. No one is flawless. But we just want to dedicate ourselves to following the creator of all things so that he can tell us what life is really all about. And I know people in this congregation right now, there's, there's many families, there's many friends, and you know that what happened here, you know, I was just looking the other day, I just happened to be on Facebook scrolling through some old pictures, and I was seeing some old pictures of one of our baptism events. I'm talking like five plus years ago. And I was just so like, it almost brought a tear to my just like how many people gave their life to Christ and are still here right now, I see you. Because you know that this is real life. This is, the, this is, as we sang before, this is the way. This is the truth. This is the life. And he's coming. But will you open yourself up to him is the question. There's an old, old, old scripture. And it's very popular. You might have heard it, some of you. But when we really think about it, it is so powerful. And it's from Isaiah chapter 40. It says this, A voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And every valley will be raised up. Every mountain and hill will be made low. The rough ground will become level. And the rugged places will become a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Now you might be in a rough place. You might be in that desert. You might be in a valley feeling low as any low place can get. But God wants to raise you up. God wants to lower that mountain so that you and him can, can come in together. You need to make that highway for your, for your own life. Because he's coming and riding in. So if you want to make that declaration for the first time, or if you want to renew that declaration, could be for the tenth time, but you know that your life needs to change, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to do it like the days of old. If you don't have a palm, Maybe someone could pass one to you. Someone passed one to me. Thank you. This is what we want to do. Just like how they did on that Palm Sunday, just as they did, we're going to make a highway for God so that he can enter into our hearts. So what you can do is this. You can come to this space right here. Take this palm and lay it down in front of you as a sign of the road for God to come into your life, for God to come into your world. And we're here to help you, by the way. You're not in this alone. There's many ways that we can support each other. Like I said before, today is the day of salvation. Don't let this day pass you. Your life could be different. Your life could be, never be the same. So if you're willing and you want him to come, Come join me up here at the altar. See, I put this down in front of myself, too, because I need God to come into my life every day, to every moment of every day. If you want God to come into your life in a new way or the first time, come up right now. Lay your branch before him so that he may enter in.
Come now. Don't let this day go away. Even if you've been following him for a while, lay it in front of you, and then we're going to pray. We're going to offer ourselves up. Lay it in front of you. This could be a new day for everybody. A young or old, rich or poor, man or woman. If you know you, there's things in your life that you need to change, come up right now. And for those who've been following God for a long time, you know that new challenge in your life can reveal something that you got to give to God now. Things change, life happens, and you need God all the more. All the more, no matter if you've been following for a long time or if this is your first time, today could be the day that your life changes. The change you want is right here available, and it's in Jesus. It's in God Almighty. Come on down, come on forward. There's people still coming. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Know how amazing this is that we can humble ourselves before God Almighty, expecting him not to just destroy us, oh no, but to embrace us, to embrace us as a family all together. Let's pray. God Almighty, you see these people here, Lord. And I pray that right now, God, that right now in this moment, they would open their lives up to you. They open their lives up to you. That like I said in the scriptures long ago, that a way would be prepared. That a straight path would be made in the desert and the rough places would be made smooth, God, for you to enter in. And you see these palms here, Lord. You see these palms laid down. Just like how the people back then put them on the road, making a road for you to get through, we make a road right now into our lives, God. We make a road into our lives now. And God, by your power and in your name, God, I break every stronghold that's in their lives. I break every stronghold in everybody's life. I break the addictions. I break the perversions. I break the hurt, Lord God. And anything that's in their life, Lord God, the bitterness they're holding on to, the pain they're holding on to, Lord God, I pray that right now, that right now in this moment, they will raise their hand to you, Lord God, giving it to you freely. They would give it to you freely, Lord God. Knowing that you can hold all things together. Knowing that you can restore them. Knowing that you can hear. I pray for the marriages, Lord God, in this, in this place, in this community, Lord. I pray in the marriage. I pray for the husbands, Lord God, to be strong and courageous and bold. I pray for the wives to be strong and bold too, Lord God. I pray that everyone in this room would know that they could be a child of God and that your power could be in their lives, God. Lord God, we also pray for this entire community, this entire church community, Lord God. Lord, I pray in your name and your power that you will continue to just bind us together as disciples, not just attendees, not just fans, but as true followers of you. And that we would not look at each other looking for flaws, Lord God, oh no, but Lord God, we would help each other up in our time of weakness, that we would help each other out, Lord God. And I pray for everybody in this room, my Lord, everyone in this room, Lord God, may they daily humble themselves before you. May someone come along beside them to help them along the way. And whatever struggle it is, Lord God, may they not have pride take that moment away, but may they be humble as you were humble, Lord God, to admit their flaws, to admit what they need in their life, because we all need you. Because like you said, and like the song we sang before, you are the way. 
You are the truth. You are the life. God, rock our worlds and blow our minds, Lord. Let us have a new song in our lives. Let it not be same old, same old business as usual, Lord God, but let us know that we are new. And as we leave from this place, Lord God, may we continue to join in together in a fellowship of disciples, Lord God, giving praise, honor, and glory to you. For your glory will be revealed and will be revealed in our lives, Lord God. So may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he give you peace all the days of your life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Happy Palm Sunday. God bless you.